Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The TSA says it screened 1.5 million people at airports across the country on Sunday. That is a new pandemic record. The record actually previously sent only back on Friday. This means about 9.8 million people have traveled in the last week alone. Now that vaccines are increasingly rolling out across the country, it does appear that more and more Americans are starting to plan their long postponed trips. That's despite guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to still avoid non-essential travel And that's even if you've been vaccinated. The extraordinarily high number of travelers this week coincides with spring break for many students. It's tough. I know a lot of people want to just simply get out there. They have a lot of COVID fatigue and they're feeling a little restless. So today we asked CNN correspondent Pete Muntean, who's been covering aviation and transportation throughout this pandemic, to go over some of the latest travel information and to also give you some tips on the ways you can reduce the risks of COVID-19 if you do plan to get away. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. Look, first things first, we are still living in a pandemic, and there's no such thing as zero risk when traveling. You probably know that if you're listening to this podcast. But Pete Muntean says the extent of the threat does depend on the choices you make. Exercise a lot of caution. Try and maintain some sort of social distance and definitely wear your mask. Wearing a mask at the airport and on the plane is not just a suggestion, it's the law. There are a few different agencies that are enforcing this. So not only are airport police and individual airport authority police forces enforcing this. There is also the TSA, which will be checking to make sure that you have a mask when you go through security. Obviously, you have to go through security in this post-9-11 era to get on board an airplane regardless. And then the FAA is also citing people who are essentially unruly and can't follow mask rules on board airplanes. And they're now investigating more than 400 individual cases where they've said that people have been unruly and will not follow the rules on an airplane. The science is still uncertain about whether or not people who've been vaccinated can transmit the virus to others. It's likely that the vaccine prevents a lot of that from happening, but it's probably not 100%. Plus, none of the vaccines are 100% effective at keeping you from getting sick, so it is still technically possible for you to be vaccinated and develop symptoms. Remember, people are considered fully vaccinated at least two weeks after the one dose of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine or two weeks after the second shot of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. In order to minimize risks overall, Pete says we should consider our mode of transportation and also consider the activities you're going to choose once you arrive at the final destination. The health experts say over and over again, it's what you do when you get there that's the problem, regardless of whether or not the mode that you're traveling The big concern is what you do when you get there. 
there's very much a regional approach to the pandemic. If you go to different states, there are different rules and regulations, and you could go into a fully packed restaurant, whereas other places, that will be pretty difficult to do. So I think it's much more of a concern about what you feel comfortable with personally. As you know, the coronavirus spreads when people are in close contact and in indoor spaces. And it's obviously difficult to socially, physically distance yourself in an airport and on a plane. But when it comes to driving, you got to make stops along the way for gas, for bathroom breaks, for food. And that could put you at risk of close contact with other people as well. So one of the questions we get all the time, is it safer to fly or drive when traveling during this pandemic? According to Pete, it really ends up being a personal decision. The researchers from Harvard University will tell you that flying is safe because of the layered approach that airlines have taken to try and mitigate the risks of coronavirus and the spread of coronavirus on board an airplane. So because of mass, plus the fact that the air is very heavily filtered, those who study the spread of coronavirus, at least on board an airplane, said there's not all that much of a risk. We've known that as the pandemic has developed, this is more of an airborne virus rather than anything else. So driving is a relatively low-risk activity. You're in a pod by yourself. Driving's very independent. You're not on a big public transportation conveyance as if it was an airplane or a train. You're not with a bunch of strangers. So if that's the right choice for you, that's probably the thing to do. Also, keep in mind that Americans still cannot travel to some countries. And anyone planning an international trip needs to consider logistics and they need to consider the expense of a COVID-19 test if you have to get it at the airport. I've seen in airports now, there's more and more testing all the time. I actually got tested at Dallas International Airport just last week, uh, a testing facility that just opened up there. It's not exactly cheap. It's $200 for a rapid test, $75 for the other type. So uh, it does cost a lot on top of your ticket. And if you're flying with a family of two, three, four people, that can really add up. Every country has its own sets of rules and restrictions, and you have to do your homework. But in many cases, you're going to need a negative COVID-19 test before you travel to another country. And then there are the added restrictions when you fly home again. Everybody coming to the United States from overseas has to show proof of a negative coronavirus test to their airline before they board. So that's a pretty big restriction and that has not gone away just yet. If you travel internationally, there's still a big restriction on where you can go. Um, and the idea is from the CDC, which is also in line with other federal agencies, that those on a long list of countries essentially should not be coming into the United States. The idea is they're targeting places where the variants are raging when it comes to South Africa and Brazil. Those are places that the CDC has targeted as far as travel restrictions for international travel. But Pete says requiring all air passengers to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test result before entering the United States potentially opens the door to cheating. And that's something the industry is already grappling with. There has been some concern that people could potentially falsify these reports. So now there's this movement to the idea of having a testing and vaccine passport. The only problem is that it's this very rich tapestry of different companies, different vendors. There's no one particular one. Different airlines use different ones. And so there's no standard just yet. The big 
uh, organizations that deal with international travel and airline travel had been pushing uh, all governments to essentially get on one page to try and make it so that there would just be one way to show somebody's proof of a negative coronavirus test. So what about flying to a destination within the United States? There is no requirement that you have to get tested to travel within the continental United States. There's no requirement that you have to get vaccinated to travel within the U.S. The CDC strongly recommends, though, that you get tested one to three days before the start of your trip, and then again three to five days after the end of your trip. Recommendation, not a requirement. Vaccines are not required. So the CDC is saying you can travel, but do it in a smart way. Airlines are increasingly optimistic that flights are going to pick up. Delta, which is the only airline that still leaves the middle seat open, says it's going to discontinue this service on April 30th. Every seat on a plane could then potentially be full. Pete says that the airline industry, which obviously wants to recover, is at odds with what health experts are saying needs to still happen right now. And so far, the CDC has not changed its travel guidance. But the agency did indicate that it might loosen restrictions on fully vaccinated airline passengers once more Americans are vaccinated. I'm talking to people waiting, like, to see their grandkids until they've been vaccinated. And it's, you know, it's a big driver for people in their motivation, but it hasn't triggered any new guidelines. We'll just have to wait and see what the CDC says. I know many of us are restless and want to travel. I'm one of those people. But it's important to remember that this pandemic is not going to last forever. We're starting to increasingly see more and more light at the end of this very long tunnel. If we can hang on and continue to take precautions, wear a mask, stay physically distanced from others, and get vaccinated when you're given the chance, I think we are going to be able to travel safely again. And that'll be sooner rather than later. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.